okay? In the world of Narnia, we meet some people from our world that get transported to a whole other world. So we thought we'd start with this. We're going to show you four characters from four different fantasy worlds. See, not, if, not out loud right now, but in your teams, if you can name those. And then on the other side, there are four fantasy worlds, okay? And all you've got to do is name those and link the right people to the right worlds. Does that make sense? Some of you look very confused. If you can't see it very clearly, it's on the same uh, blog page uh, as the, uh, the prayer list. Uh, and I'll add the words uh, to the WhatsApp group as well. But take 30 seconds. That was long enough to do that. So let's quickly run through. Some of you look very, very confused at this point. Let's just run through the answers. Hopefully it'll make sense. So A is obviously... Sorry. Hang on. So who is A? Harry Potter. Harry Potter. Very good. Which goes with number three, which is... Hogwarts. Anybody been to Hogwarts? Not the, not the actual school, but the, yeah, it's super, super cool. So cool. It is so, so cool. Okay, let's go to the other side. So B, who can tell me who B is? Yes? Doctor Who. Which doctor is it, do you know? The second newest, so it's the 13th. Very good. And that goes to the TARDIS number four, so B4. How many people got that one right? Very good, okay. C is obviously Gollum, and he lives in Hobbitland. Who said Hobbitland, honestly? Middle Earth, honestly. So C goes with one, if you got that one. And D is Dr. Spock, quite right, full title, Dr. Spock. And he lives and works on the Enterprise, Star Trek. Honestly, it's the, it's the Enterprise. Very good. So those are the answers there. Those are the worlds that those people come from. Now, I wonder if you were to lift one of those characters out of that world and put them in another world, they'd struggle, wouldn't you? There'd be all kinds of things they wouldn't know, the, the languages, the places, the stuff to do, the cultures of it, they, they wouldn't know it. Uh, so I've got a question uh, for us this morning to think about, because uh, we're thinking in this season about how Jesus came from his world. Just think for a moment about the world that Jesus knew before he came to our world. John, when he writes his gospel, doesn't start Jesus' story with a manger or a star or shepherds. He takes us right the way back to this phrase, in the beginning. It is the words that the Bible starts with, the beginning. In the beginning, John tells us, was the word. The word of God, the thoughts, the inner life of God. But then he goes on to explain it's not just a word, it's actually a person. In the beginning was the word. Uh, now, this word was somehow both with God, and it says, and, and he was God. So God and the word are not just in one place. They're not just together in a location. They're together in spirit. In the beginning, before anything else, Jesus and the Father, God and the word, existing together in love, joy. But John isn't finished yet. John then goes on to tell us that the word that was with God, that was God, that was with God in the beginning, that created all things, became flesh. 
this stuff, me and you, lived among us. That's what we celebrate. That's who Jesus is, the Word of God made flesh so that we could see him and know him, so we could see our world through his eyes and our eyes. But that's not the end of the story. John goes on to tell us that he came to this world that he'd made, his own, but his own did not receive him. Right from the very start, from Bethlehem's full-up inns, there was no room for him. And people rejected him. So I'd like us just to think about that for just a moment today. It's a, a question I'd love you to share uh, in your groups together. Have you ever felt like you were somewhere uh, where you didn't belong? Somewhere where you didn't fit in? Now that can be for all kinds of reasons. It can be because you don't speak a language or you don't know what's happening or because there's something about you that's different to the place that you're in and people perhaps have pointed that out to you. So just take a moment in the groups where you've uh, been sharing already. Have you ever felt like you've been somewhere where you didn't belong? Let's just take a few minutes to share with each other. Great, thank you. It's always dangerous to let you guys talk because you don't want to stop talking. But thank you for sharing uh, that together. It's hard, isn't it? It's really hard because we all want to belong. We all want people to know us and to like us and to be able to be ourselves and be accepted. And when we can't, it's really difficult for all kinds of reasons. I wonder how you responded in situations when you couldn't be yourself, when you didn't belong. It's so easy, isn't it, to put up those barriers, to kind of put on a, a face and just blaze through it, to treat other people as they're treating us. But the amazing thing about Jesus is, although he came to that which was his own, and even though his own did not receive him, he goes on to say this, that whoever comes to me, I will never cast away. So for all of us here today, I want you to know if you've ever felt like you didn't belong, Jesus understands that feeling. Jesus himself knows what that is like. And he says to each and every one of us today, whoever comes, I will never cast away. That's our Jesus. That's our God. We're going to come and pray together for just a moment. And we're going to use some of the words that you've added to our prayer list today to pray. So let's just bow our hearts before God today. And just as we come to pray, I want to invite you, if you're one of those people today who, who feels like they don't belong, Maybe church has made you feel that way. I just want to invite you to bring that today to God. Through God who says to us, whoever comes to me, I will never cast away. So we're going to bring these prayers to God today. The first question was to think about who God is to write down just three words for who he is. Someone's written everlasting, omnibenevolent, that means they're always good, and holy. Someone else has shared love, faithful, compassionate. 
Saviour, Emmanuel, beyond. Saviour, Father and friend. Lord God, today we thank you for who you are. Lord, there are so many words that we could add to this. We thank you for those that have come up again and again, that you are love, that you are saviour, that you are good, and that you are friend. In this world where we can so easily be left out or hurt, we thank you that you are always good and that you are always there. The next list invited us to think about 10,000 reasons, to think of one short sentence that shares what God has done especially for us. People have written, he's helped me with tests, he's redeemed me, a daily experience of grace, and he has given me hope. Lord, we thank you today for the 10,000 reasons that we see to thank you and praise you. Lord, it's often only when we stop and think about it and look back that we see everything that you've done. We thank you for the way in which you've helped somebody with their tests and exams, such a tough season. Pray for those people who are going through that right now and will continue to go through that in the new year. And just pray that you would give them wisdom and energy and strength and help through all of that and that you'd help them to know your goodness that come what may whatever mark they get your love for them remains strong and steady and sure and that you're the god who says to us i know the plans i have for you and they're good plans we thank you lord for the daily experience of grace that you are the god who every morning applies your mercy and love to our lives we thank you for the hope that you give us when things seem dark and despairing, that you are the God in, uh, who, who says, my light will not be overcome by the darkness. We thank you for your hope today. We thank you, Lord, that you've redeemed us. You've rescued us from where we were and lifted us. And then the final question invited us to think about a prayer list of those things that we want to place before God today. Someone's written that I am not good enough. And so, Father, we pray for that sense of our own inadequacies, our own weaknesses. We're so aware of them, Lord. But, Lord, we thank you that in you that there is enough love to redeem us, there's enough grace to forgive us, there's enough strength to heal us. That you love us as we are and love us into the person that you created us to be. Thank you, God. Well, we do want to pray today for the Middle East, for the relationship between Israel and, and Palestine and Hamas. And we pray for the countless people now who have become widows and orphans, for the loss of life in that place. Lord, we know that you've said in your word that innocent blood cries out to you from the ground. We know your heart is broken by the violence aggression and hatred and persecution. And we thank you this weekend for a sense of truth. We celebrate, Father, with those families who've had their hostages returned to them, uh, children, parents, family, friends, 
Lord, we pray for, we pray for them. We, we pray for those who are still held hostage. We pray for freedom for the prisoner in Jesus' name. We pray for hope for those who are continuing to live with this situation. And we do want to pray, Father, especially at this time of year, for peace on earth. <coughs> for peace between peoples, peace between nations, peace between us and you. Lord, might your peace reign, we pray. Someone else has just written inequalities. And we do pray and recognize today that we live in an unfair world. For the inequality, Lord, that we see around us on a day-to-day basis, some of which we notice, but a lot of which goes unnoticed to us. God of justice, would you bring your justice and your hope, we pray, into our world today. And with this person here, we also want to pray for the ongoing situation in the Ukraine. Such a long and fierce and costly battle. And we pray that you would work in the hearts of rulers, leaders, politicians, military personnel, that somehow, God, your peace might come and your peace might reign. Lord, as we look at it from a human perspective, it seems so overwhelming, it seems so challenging, but you are the God who makes a way where there seems to be no way. So, Lord, in this situation, would you make a way for peace? Would you make a way for hope? Would you make a way for life? And would you work a miracle in that place? For the church that has decided to stay and serve and bless and build, would you equip your people there, God, I pray. And to these lists today, Lord, we can add many other things that we're concerned about. Things on a huge global level and things on a personal level. Things for ourselves and and things for others. And at your invitation today, we cast our cares onto you, knowing that you care for us. So as we've prayed for ourselves and others today, might each of us know the care of God, the compassion, the love of God to carry us and hold us. As we pray this together in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.